Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day WA on this Labor Day holiday. Of course, it's a bye this weekend. We've had the practice games in the AFL in the weekend just gone. We have a bit of a rest this week, a chance for the clubs to freshen up their players, ones that have got maybe a niggle here or there, and get ready for round one that uh, is fast approaching. And I thought I'd get a gentleman on from the West Australian who's an experienced uh, sports reporter and columnist, and a man that is right across what's happened in the build-up to round one, not this weekend, but the following weekend, is Craig O'Donoghue. And he joins us on the program now. Craig, thanks for your time. No worries, Ben. It's a bit weird not having footy this weekend, isn't it? It is a bit weird. What are your thoughts on the match simulation week and then the one game of supposedly practice scratch match, a bye, and then into the uh, round one of the competition? What are your thoughts on, on the mix in the last four weeks? It feels slow to me. The whole build-up doesn't feel like it's got any momentum about it. I reckon we'd find it more beneficial if we just started playing games and played more games. I think even just watching on, on the weekend, it, it never felt like it mattered too much. Like When West Coast were really poor, you, it shocked you a bit that they were going to still be playing like that after last season, but it didn't actually make their fans angry or, or anything like that because there were no four points on the line. So I think the, the sooner we can get around to playing real games of footy, earlier, the better it will be. And you know, Ed Sheeran's playing at the MCG. They could have played footy at the MCG instead and packed it out for a massive game. So I'd like to see footy being played now, if possible, rather than waiting until you know, later in March. I think it's just a waste of time at the moment. We could get some games going. I was talking to a couple of people around the SEN studios earlier today. With that very point, I said, fellas, it seems like it's been a very, very calm, low-key build-up to the AFL season. And what you've explained just there is exactly the way I feel. And a lot has been said about the NRL getting the jump on the AFL. The NRL round one started this weekend. Of course, it's headline news with Wayne Bennett's Dolphins, the new club in the national competition, beating the Sydney Roosters. And all of a sudden, particularly in states like New South Wales, to a lesser degree, Victoria, and certainly Queensland, the NRL does get a jump on the AFL in the first two or three weeks of the month. It absolutely does, yeah. And especially Sydney playing the grand final last year, you'd love to see the Swans playing in that New South Wales market and taking it on. And Brisbane are going to be a great team this year. And so the Dolphins get the can Wayne Bennett. They just dominate the landscape up there. So it's 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 so important for the, the national competition to be national. We, we know that over here we're going to be dominating the marketplace regardless. But, yeah, those other markets, and if Tassie ever come in as well, we need to be having as much sport as possible. And the mere fact that, that Test cricket's been going in India for so long, like our cricket summer has been over for what feels like forever now. And we, we, we're, we're all creatures of habit, aren't we? We know that it used to be cricket would go for a certain point and then footy would start. Well, cricket's been over forever in, in this country. So um, whilst it's great to watch the Aussies on the TV, it would be nice if, if there was genuine sport going cricket into, into footy a little bit earlier. Now, your former colleague in Mark Duffield, who, of course, does a program, the morning program here on SENWA, 
Did an editorial this morning suggesting uh, and putting certainly the West Coast Eagles fans on alert that it's not going to be the season they were hoping for. A lot of West Coast Eagles supporters are hoping that they'll really climb the ladder and maybe even knock on the uh, top eight finals door. Duff thinks otherwise, and I must admit I do as well. And here we read, they've got a couple of injury problems now. Where's Nick Natanui? Josh Rotham's out for a month. They've got their ruck stocks certainly depleted. Where do you see the West Coast Eagles after what you saw in the last couple of weeks? Not getting much better than what they were last year. Obviously, they're not, they're not going to be a two-game, uh, a two-win team because last year included COVID and disasters left, right and centre. But they couldn't get the ball forward. Sender, 37 inside 50s for a game was just terrible. Um, they they clearly got issues in their midfield in terms of pace and age with players. Uh, Andrew Gaff, seven touches to three-quarter time. Tim Kelly, eight touches to three-quarter time. So... There's real concerns around them there, and and their best players are still their older players. So uh, I can't see them winning a hell of a lot of games throughout the year. Their, their biggest concern for me is they might win their first two, and all of it, because they're playing North Melbourne and GWS in those games, and suddenly people might think as an Eagles fan that you're going to be okay. Then you get Frio, Melbourne, Geelong, Port Adelaide. Carlton and Richmond, and it can go apart really, really quickly. So um, I think it's going to be a tough year for them. And as much as we, we should be excited about Oscar Allen coming back in and playing good footy for them, and Ruben Jimby was amazing the other day, I do think that overall the age of the squad means that it's going to be a tough year for them as they just try to find their way back into being competitive, which is the thing they have to be at the moment. They've got to be a competitive team again because they started being poor in 2021. They were 2-7 in the last nine games of the year in 2021, and then they won two games for last season. So this is a trend that's been going on for a while. Interesting uh, what you're saying regarding the West Coast Eagles. And speaking of West Coast Eagles fans... I think they're missing one thing at the moment, and they reckon that Oscar Allen can simply step into Josh Kennedy's shoes and everything will be okay. Kennedy was such a significant player for them last season and kept them in games and occasionally won them a game. Yeah, he was amazing, wasn't he? He was an extraordinary footballer, and he, he was your get-out clause. Everyone needs a get-out clause where you can just bomb the ball inside 50 and say, someone talented do something exceptional, and Josh Kennedy would always do that for them, and he did it for so long. Um, Oscar Allen's going to be a really good player, but he's now going to be the man who has to take the best defender every single week because they're going to hone in on him and know that it's, it's, they're going to make sure it's a really difficult task for him. They're going to push him wider so he's not going to get as, as easy shots for goal. So um, it's never easy being a young key forward. We've seen that across the competition. And it's never easy coming back from a year out of the game. He's trying to do that as well. So um, if people have expectations that he's going to dominate this season, they're going to, they're going to be in for a shock. He's going to be a really good player for a long time. But um, if you're expecting too much of Oscar Allen now, it's a problem. I think that the biggest gap they've got still is trying to find a goal-kicking midfielder. Andrew Gaff, Tim Kelly and Luke Shuey in the past two years have combined for 20 goals. Christian Petrarca kicked 19 last year. So that, that type of player, the, the Jordan Dugowie, Christian Petrarca, Dustin Martin type explosive midfielder who goes forward and kicks goals, West Coast don't have that type of player on their list. So that's the one that they need to find because it will, that will change the way that they play. And um, that's why you go to the draft and try to find some big body blokes like Jinby. Hopefully he can be that sort of a player. Chesser, hopefully he can be that sort of a player. But they're young kids at the moment. It's not easy to find someone who can do that sort of thing. 
Well, Fremantle, what they've done pre-season has been good. I think things have worked. Nat Fife going up forward has worked. I reckon that the captaincy decision was a good one and the leadership group uh, decision was a good one. So Freo seems to be tracking okay. But I'm reserving my judgment uh, on where they could go in 2023. Some feel they could make it a red-hot go. Others saying they might be where they were last year. Even some are suggesting they might even slip a fraction. Where do you see them, Craig? Yeah, I see them very similar to last year. They get a tougher draw than what they did last year because they made the eight. So um, they're going to get Brisbane twice, Geelong twice, Sydney twice, and the Bulldogs twice. That's a much tougher draw than what they would have had in the past, and that's just a penalty for finishing higher up the ladder. That happens to everyone when you make the eight. Um, They've still got a lot of players who are in that middle experience sort of line of of, of thinking. They're not really, they're not what you call an experienced player. They're not what you call a young player, but they're just in that little gap. So I reckon this year is one of those seasons where you want to hold your ground, get get the experience into those 30 to 60 sort of game players and then build into having a real crack at it the year after. But I mean, Brayshaw is an absolute gun. We love what he does. We love what Caleb Sarong does. I'm really excited by what Nat Fife could do as a forward. I think you could have a massive year and get more than 50 goals for them um, with the amount of different things that he can do as a footballer. We know he can take marks. We know he can crash packs. Good at ground level. Uh, his goal kicking seems to improve from an accuracy point of view. So I'm really excited about what he could do there. But will they have the entire depth throughout the, the rest of the list as injuries mount throughout the year, as big games come about to, to win those two or three more games throughout the season? I'm not sure if they're ready for that big step yet to join the Geelongs and Melbournes and Brisbane's of this world. Yeah, Nat Five certainly in the uh, pre-season build-up looked very relaxed up forward. And as you mentioned, kicked a couple of goals a- across his body and looked like he was really enjoying himself uh, out there. Of course, Luke Jackson was the big name pre-season. Uh, commanded a lot of headlines in your newspaper, The West Australian, and right across the country. What can we expect from him? Well, he can do so many things. Like He's a, he's a younger version of Nick Nat Nui in a way with the way that he, he jumps the footy and things like that. And um, But he's, he's more of a midfield type when the ball hits the ground, so he'll find more of the ball. So who knows what type of player he actually will become. I don't think even he knows what he's going to become yet. Uh, we know he can compete in the ruck. We know he can compete on the ground. He can take marks. He can kick goals. So he's going to be that person who floats around everywhere throughout games. I think and he'll have an impact on where he's needed at the time. So... I think he's going to be something that that everyone's going to enjoy watching, which is uh, which is really important. But I think he, in fact, he was a basketballer first. He's got a different range of skills as well. He's just going to give Fremantle a different sort of edge that not many teams have with that height of player who can do things in the air and on the ground. And as I let you go, you were an umpire in a previous life, and a very good one at that, and you coordinated a lot of umpires as well. I had Dean Margetts on my program, and I've spoken to a couple of people involved uh, in the official side of football. Your thoughts on four umpires, four field umpires in the AFL this season? It'll definitely help the forwards if they want to stay at home. They'll, be, they'll get a better view. The field umpire in the, in the, um, in the inside 50 area will, will get a much better look on contests than what they have in the past. And they won't be as fatigued as what they have. There's 10 new guys on the panel. I know three of them personally. Uh, so I know what their experience is like. And um, not all of them are going to be ready for the hustle and bustle of AFL football across a 22-week season. So that'll be the challenge for them, just like new players. It's, it's hard to stay up to the entire year. I'll be really curious to see what it does for uh, players with stoppages because the umpires will now back out towards the boundary line, which means Ruckman are facing the boundary line rather than hitting the ball back into the centre corridor. So will that 
result in more stoppages, more out-of-bounds situations because they're not hitting the ball back to where we want them to be hitting. I'll be curious as to whether that has an impact on the game because I know when that was trialled for a while when I was umpiring and it felt like the ball was constantly being pushed to the boundary line. So I, I, I prefer to see an umpiring situation where they're backing to the middle and allowing the ruckman to hit the ball back to where they want to be and where they're facing. I think that will be one of the areas we'll have to watch. And I need to ask you this one. Apologies. Is the bounce dead? And Demar gets and others were suggesting that their up-and-coming umpires were feeling intimidated about bouncing the ball and may have been the reason why some decided not continue as an official umpire. Is it as clean as that? Is it a ca- case of saying, oh, let's eliminate the bounce and we'll get more umpires interested? I don't think it is. I was the worst bouncer in Waffle history. I was a shocker. I <laughs> absolutely killed my career. There is no doubt about that. But I still went for more than 20 years of umpiring. So I was able to work through the challenges. That I think bouncing can be fixed by having more coaching involved at a junior level with that and, and really dedicating time to helping people to bounce because it's a skill that needs to be taught and it's not taught well enough for the, for the younger generation. The thing that makes people not well umpire is because they're getting abused by parents who are just losing the plot on the sidelines. Um, if people just behaved a bit better on the sidelines, it would make it a lot easier. And the kids who are coming in at 13, 14, 15 and learning their way and don't really have any idea what they're doing, if they can get through to the second or third year and then start understanding what, what's actually required to umpire, they'll have a good career. But when they're getting abused because they genuinely don't know what they're doing out there, then why would they come back the next season? So parents have to be the ones on the sidelines who realise their kid is learning how to play, the umpire is learning how to umpire, and to leave them alone, and that will help uh, build the umpiring fraternity throughout the entire country. Outstanding. Lovely talking to you, Craig O'Donoghue. Thanks for your time very much indeed, particularly there, uh, giving your vision and your thoughts on the umpiring fraternity and the changes uh, in relation to our officials. Thanks for your time. We'll talk to you again uh, as the AFL season looms and of course during the season as well. No worries. Have a good day everyone. Good on you. Craig O'Donoghue joining us here on Sports Day WA.